Welcome to the Strength in Numbers podcast, where we have passion for starting conversations about the Enneagram and team building to help you understand people. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined by Joanne and Caitlin. Yes, and today we are going to talk about the type two in conflict. So if you haven't yet, we'd recommend going back to the first episode in this series. There we kind of talk about the foundations of the conflict styles. So we talk about what is a triad. You'll hear us talk a lot about triads today. What is um, specifically the conflict style triads? So that'll give you like a basic understanding of the three different types of conflict styles there are when it comes to the Enneagram. And today, like I said, we're going to focus specifically on the two. So this podcast is going to be great for you if you are a two or you interact a lot with twos um, or a two. This will help you whether you're interacting with them professionally or personally. We're going to talk about, you know, how they might act, how they might feel in conflict, and then just some tips for the two specifically or the people interacting with the two. So I guess, why don't we just jump right in? Yeah, that sounds good. So yeah, the type two is um, in the optimistic conflict style and they share that style with the sevens and the nines. Um, So I can relate to this this one a lot myself. I am definitely optimistic in my conflict. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, all three of them are always are, you know, generally optimistic, all three of these numbers. And they're always looking for the bright side, the positive side. Um, All three of them are definitely wanting to avoid negative thoughts and feelings because those are Mm -hmm. fun to deal with. Um, And they want, they really are all seeking to have Um, happiness and contentment, not just for themselves, but for all the people around them. So their desire in, in conflict is resolving it so that everybody's happy, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, all three of these numbers also have a real strong imbalance between um, meeting their own needs and meeting the needs of others it's very difficult for them to get have that in a really good balance. They tend to focus on others more than their themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like for a two specifically, this can come up a lot in this kind of core need to be needed. Yeah. Uh, in order to like be needed with other people, they'll kind of like, betray themselves and give up their own needs because of this overriding need to be needed. Is that right? Saying the word needs a lot, but they like, they need so badly to be deeply valued and needed by others that really it's meeting their own needs (laughs) to give up their needs um, when they're in sort of this unhealthy, unconscious space of making decisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk here in a little bit about how to 
um, help a two when you are approaching them in conflict. But first, I'd love for us to talk a little bit about how a two as a personality type might feel when they engage in conflict. So Jillian, will you talk us about how to us about how a two would feel or think or perhaps act when they are either engaging or approached um, by a conflict situation? Well, one of the biggest things that twos don't like is feeling like they're being taken for granted. And that kind of goes back to just what Caitlin was saying. Um, you know, even like outside of conflict as a whole, just operating as a two. The twos are so good at um, reading what other people's needs are. Um, and then they're always surprised when, when somebody doesn't recognize their own needs. So they're constantly looking at other people's needs, trying to meet them um, with that deep desire of being loved and needed, like Caitlin was talking about. And they're always shocked when somebody else doesn't recognize their own because it's so easy for them. So if they're giving, 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 that conflict's going to start to arise if they don't feel like, well, I'm doing all this for you. And, and, you know, do you need me? Do you love me? Do you care about me? Why can't you see my own needs? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is um, an easy way to start to get them into that feeling of conflict, um, which is odd too, because at the same time, they're constantly trying to ignore their own feelings and their own emotions and their own needs because if they acknowledge those then then those feelings of conflict rise up you know it's kind of this Mm -hmm. conflict even within themselves of um I want to I want to serve you but don't you want to serve me (laughs) without (laughs) actually saying that Right. Yeah, I have like the idea of a volcano in my head because it's just like this building pressure because those needs that they have that they're denying, they don't go away. They just build pressure after pressure after pressure. And especially too, because their line of stress is to eight, they can get right. very explosive, you know, going with that same analogy of a volcano because of all of the, this combination of denying needs, denying needs, feeling taken for granted, feeling like I notice everybody and they don't notice me. And I'm talking in extreme language now because this is the extreme of it, but it can turn into this really like explosive, very like um, strong feeling. So when we talk about how they like think or feel, it, it just gets really like extreme for a two and very like emotional and very like powerful. Right. So um, for the people that are going to be interacting with twos in conflict, um, one thing to be really cognizant of, if you are the one that is not a two and approaching a two um, with a stressful situation, first thing you want to do is avoid anything that's going to be accusatory um, or create shame um, or close them off because they're another triad that we have talked about is um, the emotional triad because the twos are in the heart triad. Um, they respond specifically to emotional attack. And so we want to make sure when we're approaching a two in conflict, we're doing it in a way that is not derogatory or shameful. Um, we want to make sure that we highlight them in a positive way before we come to them with the problem. 
it's definitely, um, you know, one of their significant struggles. And in contrast too, when someone is confronting you as a two, um, one thing that you need, or when a two is approaching you with conflict, one thing that you really understand is to be patient. Um, as an eight myself, something I have to be cognizant of is not getting directly to the point. Even though twos are pretty direct co communicators, as someone being approached in conflict, you need to allow them to talk and process the problem before rebutting with any kind of um, feedback. For sure. Yeah, and as much as you can, like talking about their feelings and the good intentions behind all those feelings and the decision-making, like they're just really sensitive to the, they can be really sensitive and feel shut down and taken for granted. Like as a three, for example, being in the problem solving triad, like if a problem solver comes at them with just like cold, hard facts and ABC, they're going to feel overlooked and shut down and kind of misunderstood and like their voice is taken, which will kind of add to the pressure of the volcano. So if you just kind of let that pressure dissipate and, and erupt where it needs to and just hold the space for that, it can be a lot more productive and, and it can mend the relationship even. Yeah, I think it's important um, for a two to realize for in conflict with a two to realize that even more than um, many other numbers, at least they're going to have to kind of they're verbal processors. They tend to be more of that verbal processor. So they're going to have to do a lot of talking <laughs> to kind of get to where they are at to really express that that conflict and and be able to deal with it. So if you're not a verbal processor and you're quick to kind of going back to that logical, like, you know, we've got it pointed out here, right here. Um, you have to really take some effort to listen, to really listen. And um, I think asking clarifying questions or letting them know, so this is what you're saying, you know, repeat back to them so that they know that you are really hearing them or asking those clarifying questions um, is gonna be really important with them. Perfect. And also when approaching a two with the difficult situation, you wanna be cognizant of surroundings. So as a conflict averse style, generally, you don't wanna confront or um, bring up big conflict items when they're in a group full of with other people, um, it activates that shame um, in themselves and it puts them on the defensive. So you really wanna make sure that you're giving them a proper environment to handle a stressful situation for especially a type that's pretty conflict averse. That's such a good point. Probably with a lot, all three of those harmonic, there is a at least an element of that, I would say, um, but yeah, not putting somebody on the spot in front of a big group of people not helpful. Okay, so now that we have talked a little bit about how to approach a type two in a conflict situation and receive feedback from a type two with conflict, I wanna to talk directly to the type twos and how they can approach difficult situations and then how they can respond when someone is approaching them with a difficult situation. Um, Jillian, do you wanna take that, take that away? Yeah, um, I think when uh, when you're taught when you are a two and you're in a conflict situation, it's going to be important to 
for you to ask questions, because as we've talked about before, the twos like to talk and they're going to have to verbally process all those things. But in the midst of that, you also need to really make sure that you're asking questions that are going to um, free somebody up to know that you care about what they are saying and their side of it. Um, because you also, as a two, are quick to come up with a solution on your own. And so then you're not including the other person in resolving the conflict. Uh, does that make sense? Did I say that? Yes, absolutely. Not being the market on truth. Yes. Um, on what is right and wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I think another, oh, go ahead. I was saying, and they are so confident in that, you know, that they're, they are confident in inserting themselves into a situation. They're also confident in inserting their opinion. So to just be conscientious of that. I think another thing too, is like with the feeling taken for granted and really just wanting people to see that like internal wound that you can carry, like of just needing to be needed and seen that we all have, um, but it's really like amplified in the two. Um, it's really important to just watch your communication style and make sure that you're being like assertive and standing up for your needs and not denying your needs, but um, <clears throat> not in like a passive aggressive or, or even overly aggressive tone. Um, because that's actually at the end of the day, not going to get you what you want, which is to feel seen and come to a compromise and have a mutual, mutually beneficial like resolution. It's going to, it's going to put the other person on the defense. And so I think just watching when you are denying your own needs and when you're expecting that of another person to just intuitively know what your needs are, um, thinking of a way that you can communicate them that's gracious and unassuming and like just standing up for yourself without assuming the other person just doesn't care about you you know right plus you don't want to be operating out of a place of shame and so when someone is coming at you with any kind of hard situation I think as a two it's really important to identify part of identifying your needs is identifying when you're feeling shame and that's putting you on the defensive. And so if you can identify that that is the emotion that this conversation is triggering in me and be able to talk to the person about that, um, or even just respond better to the person, depending on what type of um, conflict you're in, that, that will lead to a more positive outcome because anytime we respond in a defensive way because of our wounds, like Caitlin said, it's just not going to be the the outcome that we're desiring. I think a lot of times too that that or two T O O and then twos <laughs> can uh, jump into the rescuer role um, because they're they're looking to meet other people's needs and so kind of going back to what my mom had said earlier that they feel like they kind of know the solutions for other people's problems. It can turn them into in a really positive way, somebody who knows the right advice to give and can offer really like helpful resolutions for people, but that can be like overextended. And so it's really important to know 
that about yourself too. Like when are you trying to swoop in and rescue someone in order to receive that validation for yourself? And when does somebody really just need like an ear and really just need to be validated in their experience? If that makes sense. Yeah, that is, that is good to, to not feel like, uh, I think for the two to not feel like you always have to have an answer, um, mm-hmm. but a listen, but to listen, I think another thing, can... uh, go ahead, Jillian. Sorry. I think another thing about the two that they probably have to be a little bit more aware of than, um, many of the other numbers is because of that, that shame and that desire for wanting to be loved. Um, it's really easy for them to justify um, their own actions or, you know, I've done all these things in this, you know, I've, I've done all these things for you. I've loved you. I've took care of you. I did, you know, in that sense and to not um, be willing to step back and say, what part do I own in this? Mm-hmm. And just identifying what am I doing for selfish reasons versus what am I really trying to help here? Yes. Uh, I think it's really interesting. It creates, it's so helpful to learn these conflict styles because then it, learning how you can communicate with people that are in different triads than you is going to be especially helpful. I think it's easier for twos to communicate with people who are on the same wavelength in the emotion side of things sometimes, um, and even in the type of problem or type of conflict resolution um, when it comes to the positivity, the optimistic things. I think it can get a little dicey when twos are in conflict with people who also think they have the right way. And so when you have types like myself, which is an eight, and like Caitlin, who is a problem solver and can see um, the, the right way things that should be done, and especially the perfectionist one, um, I think that that can really, this is really valuable for those situations because it allows, reminds a two to listen to what could be another solution to the problem instead of coming into a situation where you know exactly what the situation to real resolution to a problem is. Yeah, I think twos in their in their health and their strengths can offer such a great like big picture perspective that's considering a lot of times they're planners and they're seeing into the future really well. Um, but they but in terms of big picture, they're seeing like everyone who will be affected by a decision and how. And it's just sort of intuitive for them to know you know, oh, well, if we make this decision, it's going to impact this person this way. So they just bring great, like, harmony to a group and their health, and they really can empower people to feel seen and heard and known, and they're so great at reflecting back, um, you know, your experience with putting words to your experience, even if you can't yourself. So I think that's a great strength that they can offer, um, in terms of, you know, in general, but also in conflict. Well, I hope, All right. I hope that these um, tips that we gave are going to be helpful for you if you're a two or helpful for you as you um, work with twos in your lives. And we look forward to talking to you next week about the type three. 
That concludes our conversation about the type 2 conflict style. Each week, we hope you will learn and understand more about how to work through the difficult parts of relationship so that we all will grow, change, and become better because of it. If this series has been helpful for you, we'd love it if you would like our podcast, leave a review, and share it with a friend that might benefit from this too. Have a great week, and don't forget, there's strength in numbers.